John Deere announces the new lineup of high horsepower four track tractors including an 803 horsepower option. There's three new models introduced, the 9RX 710, the 9RX 770, and the 9RX 830. It's autonomy ready. The new John Deere 18 engine eliminates the need for diesel exhaust fluid and offers an optional 168 gallon per minute triple pump hydraulic system. Command View 4 Plus Cab receives updates for increased operator comfort and visibility. Advanced technology package includes G5 Plus command center, display, and integrated Starfire 7500 receiver. The high horsepower 9RX models available for order in mid-March. For more information, go to johndeere.com or contact your local John Deere dealer. It might be cold out, but you're already thinking about this spring. And not spring break, but spring tillage and even spring planting. Planting season is going to be here before you know it, so now is the time to get your planter ready for, to plant. If you want to take advantage of the latest in planter technology, you can through a performance upgrade from John Deere. You'll take your current planter with older Max Emerge row units and replace the row units with Exact Emerge, which means you'll get all the benefits and advantages of Exact Emerge like planting at 10 miles per hour while getting precise seed placement and uniform emergence at a fraction of the price of a new planter. Upgrading your planter starts with a conversation with your local John Deere dealer, so give them a call or visit johndeere.com. You know, we're really working today for the milk that we're producing two, three, yes. five years from now. Yes. Yeah. You know, the things that we're sticking money into, we might not see a return on for five years. Yeah. So we don't know how it's going to turn out. The really. heifer calf born today, this morning on the farm, in essence, should be the most genetically superior animal on the farm, even though she's because she's the youngest. Yep. But so. we won't see a nickel out of that animal for two years yeah. and no profit for three and plus. There is a podcast in Iowa. Farm for profit was named by the they stirred up a bank earlier, then quick came an auctioneer. Making profit was their first goal, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. These formats shook us to our core, with fun for fun you will not snore. Bankers set all mics to on, and the mullet of podcast was born. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Before we knew, conversations grew. Growing corn even said, F you. So won't you join Tenor Dave, Corey, and crew? Please like, share, review. Soon may the farmers come to bring us guests and beer and fun. One day when the recording's done, we'll take our mics and go. Bush. Bush. Listeners, welcome back to the Farm for Profit podcast. This is a Farm for Fun episode. Tanner Winterhoff joined by Corey and Dave. We got the whole crew together in studio for a kick-ass episode. Can you say that? We're not gonna. That's not going to get edited out, is it? Uh, yeah. I guess it's our show. We it's say, up to Will. We say what we want. It's up to Will. What we want to say. Listeners, thank you so much for hanging out. Boys, it's been a while since all three of us have been together. What's new? It has. We've got went through the holidays. Uh, it's new year, new me time. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, by the time this comes out, we're like ripped. Or oh, something. Yeah, it's right. ripped. Is that Yeah, that's, you know, because I am that bush about lights. as fat as I've ever been. That bush lights. Definitely going to help with that. Listeners, let us know what's going on with you. Connect with us, social media. Send us emails to farmforprofitllc at gmail.com. Siri's even excited. 
He said, that's not nice. That's not <laughs> nice. Series, uh, series. Well, you know what is nice? The listener reviews. This listener review is brought to you by Legacy Farmer. It is. It is. And it comes from YouTube this week. And uh, Levi's Metal Cutting. Shout out to Levi. He comments uh, on everything. I, I like it. Nice shows. Plural. Not happy to be a subscriber. Happy. New. To be a subscriber. Oh, yeah. New subscriber. Oh, so he's new and he's, he's just binge watching everything then. Yeah. yeah. Binge watch it. He leave took our advice to keep on just, you know, putting it on a loop. Yeah. Just leave it on there. I like this. Guys, remember, Legacy Farmer. It's important to secure the financial future of your family operation. We are extremely excited to partner up with him, and you guys have shown him all kinds of love, and we appreciate that. He and his team have a proven strategy that helps you level up. They provide one-on-one consulting and connect you with farmers going through exactly the same thing that you are. He's always helped people around the area. He's now working with over 300 family farms, and yours could be next. Visit LegacyFarmer.org and apply to secure your farm's legacy today. As always, we appreciate all the partners on this podcast, but that's enough. Enough of the advertisements, enough of the small talk. Corey, let's go. have you been like uh, warming up those vocal cords? It's been a while. It has been a while. Hopefully I don't like squeak or something. We'll see if we can get you here. we uh, <laughs> we got to get you fired up. Today on the Farm for Fun show, we finally catch up with a guest that we have wanted for a long, long time. She and he. <laughs> that's my bad, too. She has an impressive resume of life and ag accomplishments. She's a fellow Iowan. Brings dairy and agriculture awareness to us all on the socials in an educational and lighthearted way. Posts almost 315,000 followers on TikTok, 80,000 on Facebook, and over 4,000 on Instagram. Please welcome Mrs. Megan underscore Dairy Girl and her husband Ted. <laughs> recently married. Recently married. You know, I, I fondly refer to Ted as, as Mr. Dairy Girl. Mr. Megan underscore Dairy Girl. Yes. It's our, it's our <laughs> I like that. Mr. Dairy Girl. Mr. Megan Dairy Girl. So welcome, guys. They, nice. they are in person. In studio today. Which we love. We yeah. love having in-person guests. Drove all the way down from northeast Iowa. How long of a drive was it? Oh, about three hours. Yeah, three not bad. hours. We uh, we we binge listened to some farm for profit Perfect. podcast. Oh, got you all episodes. fired up, didn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah, we had to be prepared. Yeah, I've been listening to you all afternoon. <laughs> they about didn't come they when he wasn't napping. Going. That yeah. he was listening. Hey, somebody's got to catch up on the sleep. Yes, that's nice. true. Dairy farmers, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the that's the stereotype, right? Well, she in general just doesn't sleep, so then I have to sleep for her. Yes, there you go. Uh, power. In a couple. Yeah, so, right. Yep. So it's like 4.30 in the afternoon, and they cracked a beer when they got here with us. And they're like, we should be milking cows right now. It's like a vacation. It so is like a like, vacation. Uh-huh. That's yeah. kind of cool. So, so anyway, I gave a little bit of synopsis, but nothing that, that I even know. You guys give who you are, where you're from, what you do. Oh, goodness. Um, well, we're Megan and Ted. Ted. Mr. McAllister. Mr. Megan Dairy Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we. I'll let you tell about the farm. I guess we operate a dairy farm in Dubuque County, which is in the northeast part of the state. Kind of, I guess, um, for anybody that doesn't know, it'd be where Dubuque or where Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin all meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there yeah. at the Mississippi, we are about twenty miles west of that intersection. So uh, there, in when you think Iowa, you don't think of a lot of dairy cows, but if in that general region of the state, there are a lot. 
pretty country. Along, yeah, yeah up pretty. along that northeast yeah. area, there's a lot of gently rolling and steep hills and pretty views. Yeah. Um, we milk about 250. 270. 270 cows. Mostly, we were mostly Holsteins, and then when Megan joined, we, uh, I had to haul her jerseys home. <laughs> so you guys were both in the dairy industry before you met. Yes. Yeah. We farmed separately with, with each of our families. We grew up about a half an hour away from each other, I which see. was far enough that we really didn't, you know, we weren't in the same neck of the woods, but close enough that we knew kind of of each other, I guess. And sixth generation? I'm sixth. He's seventh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, my folks started the, the dairy from scratch when they moved to where the, we're at now. So that was, at that they kind of all started from scratch. But yeah, if you follow the bloodline back, yeah, I mean, everybody in my family's been farming since they came over on the Mayflower, I <laughs> guess. Wow. Always so, in dairy? I guess my mother grew up on it, had dairy cows, and my dad's family did when he was real little, but then they sold out, and they were mostly into the pigs. My folks, actually, when they started farming out of high school... They had just sows and both worked in town and were renting where my dad grew up. But then um, we all know what happened to the hog industry in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So then they were started the dairy and were still farrowing sows until 94. And then the sows left to focus more on the dairy end. So because that was what was paying the bills. So Right. Um, and then what? You want to tell about like acres and what? Oh, we way. don't ask that question, right? You don't oh, yeah, that's I was like, going to ask. I mean, they just like gave rude, up. The, I guess. Well, you so. guys gave up the number of cows. Like, well, that's just it. You, we say that number all the time. Like, so you know, so is cows and acres not the same on the same playing field? No, not I really, because you can so. buy feed. It's kind of like pigs and acres. Yeah. You know, um, I guess we uh, we do farm around 450 acres. Uh, we grow just hay and alfalfa hay and corn, which goes mostly to silage. Oh, basically everything we grow goes to feed, mm-hmm. and then we even buy feed yet after that. So, hmm. oh, you got to buy feed after that mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Some, so some. if you got any cheap corn laying around, I I wouldn't mind having it. We uh, were kind of Corey. The markets look working on cheap cheaper corn for you. Yeah, this like. week they are. Yeah. Well, we don't know about next week. They were talking. There, it was going to be a market rally there over the holidays, and it kind of did. And then they're I don't they're talking cheaper fuel prices into twenty three here. So I'm kind of hoping the market mm-hmm. softens, but we have to buy some yet. So I'm kind of speculating, hoping it. I was hoping it would be down by now. You know, I hope we didn't hit the market low already. Is that your biggest ingredient? No, no, no. It's just one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is a big ingredient, though. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a good percentage, but corn's easy to get a hold of. Our protein or soy soybean meal would be our number one feed expense. <laughs> okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cows, dairy cows take a lot of protein. Bought an expense. If yeah. you had to buy corn silage, that would be your biggest yeah, expense. Yeah, uh, our forages are, are a cheap feed, but that we can grow. But then mm-hmm. um, we still have supplemental feed yet after that that we have to buy. And I guess our minerals too, but a lot of that stuff's, yeah, it's expensive, but it's fed at a pretty low rate mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about locking that so in. So are you that. guys like uh, new age dairy? When I'm thinking dairy, you're stocking four o'clock. We need to be milking. Are you mer- milking with robots or are you milking with like still putting stuff on the teats or are you doing it by hand? We're, we're in a milking parlor. Um, okay. Like we alluded to, we were farming separately until we were engaged. And then I joined Ted and his family on their farm. 
Um, prior to that, I was farming full time with my family. Um, we milked 400 cows with Laley robots, so Lely we robots. had the automation, okay. um, which is very confusing to people when if they've been a longtime follower, you know, on TikTok, and then they see me milking in a parlor, and they're like, "Wait, what the hell happened?" Like, right. I'm so confused yeah, could, yeah, if I they missed that. a step, you know. Um, but yeah, when when we got engaged, everything moved um, of mine, anyways. Cattle, so then Ted had to be a mixed herd and oh. enjoy a little bit of color mm-hmm. that way. So my family still milks cows, still milks with robots, and we're in a parlor. Actually, both of our barns and milking systems were built at the same time, hmm. um, twenty fourteen. So um, we were both moving into new facilities at the same time and and didn't even, I guess, necessarily know it. We didn't know each other until um, we met in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I didn't know who Ted McAllister was, but he says he saw me in the Dairy Star and fell in love. Saw you in the Dairy Star. Yeah, it's a a newspaper. I don't know (laughs) if it was the Dairy Star, but it was some dairy magazine. Megan was... Uh, state dairy princess back in the day yeah um, like back about the time we graduated high school or so and yeah i read a lot about her still read all about her she's in the spokesman every week and now <laughs> she's on podcasts and <laughs> we're we are on podcasts. yeah now, now i i just get to be the comrade that goes with her yeah. and i was just saying you know ted has to follow you around not only because he's married but you know i didn't instagram dm ted well this <laughs> is true <laughs> I'm happy Ted's he's just, here. He's part of the I, you, I'd have to have Instagram first. <laughs> this is true. He doesn't follow me on... He does not have TikTok. He does not have Instagram. So he doesn't follow me on either of those. I mean, of course, he has Facebook because everybody has well, Facebook. But I, There's just so much stuff on auction time that I just don't have time for the oh, rest. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave I like that. it. I like it. <laughs> have you heard yeah. of Whitaker Marketing? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got you to know what's a deal when you find one. Mm-hmm. That's how you find them. There's not very many of them out right no, now. No, there is not, but uh, it's definitely a seller's market. But uh, at the same time, you, you're not going to find anything if you're never looking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when I found her, you got to be looking for something. Right. So you found her at college. Where did you guys go to college? We went to Northeast Iowa Community College is where we met, um, both in the dairy science program. Um, I was a year ahead of Ted, and then I transferred to Iowa State, and when he was done, he went home to farm. Mm-hmm. So you're robbing the cradle. Yeah, by six months, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We were both 80s babies, barely, Yeah, but we got in. Mm -hmm. And the last of your friends to get married, is that what I heard? Yeah, yeah, we are. That's all right. I guess. Maybe none of them are divorced yet, I guess, so. (laughs) But all of them, you know, they're all in this baby-making phase, and I'm like, we're not there yet. Like, we have too much going on farm-wise and... I don't know. Livestock always makes it particularly harder. Yeah. I think practicing mm-hmm. for the baby making phase is the best. See, I like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, like when we get together with all our friends, my especially on my friends, all the wives like to talk about the giving birth process and all that part. And it's like, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about making the baby. Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about the the parturition. I want to hear about the conception. How'd yeah, that go? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. One of Ted's friends' couples. They're pregnant now, and we joked that they had to be a McAllister wedding baby just by where it landed. And they're like, "No, no, we were like a week or two pregnant by then." I'm like, "Uh huh, yeah, sure." Oh, I remember funny. when my. My first one was conceived. It was, it was kind of fun. 
So, so the, there's a benefit to our listeners to watching this on YouTube because Dave just caught. I started, you know, these guys don't pay attention to any of these notes that I put together, Mm-mm. and so They're I so snuck, detailed. So yeah. I snuck one in today. I snuck I something it. in there, and Dave just caught it and pointed it out. Like, what the hell's this? <laughs> do, you, do you want to read it? Now I'm curious. I'm curious too. <laughs> let's let's read your introduction here. Oh, she's an oh only yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> How much does that pay? I might have to look into that. <laughs> Probably better than what you're doing about, now. Yeah, I, right. I was about to ask you a question about your OnlyFans account, uh, and, and uh, I went, "Is this right? Where did that and come from?" That I was can't a, believe you that guys. That was your version of a there. dad joke. It was, yeah. it was a dad joke. To just wanted one of you guys to pick it out as you looked down the list and went, "What the hell?" That's a banker joke. Yeah, Dave totally got it. Luckily, I Made. didn't burst it. I was like, I had all kinds of conversation going for this. And <laughs> we started talking baby making. I thought, perfect. Perfect. Time to interject. My second dad joke is, you're not related to Kevin McAllister, are you? You know, I, I, I've I been asked that a lot, but I, I have not found out if I am or not. You know who it, Kevin McAllister is. It is oh, spelt yeah. the same. Is it really? Yeah. You're talking Home Alone, right? Yep. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. They, huh. uh, they got plenty of kids. Yeah, plenty. They, Don't you ever, like, the older you get, you watch that movie and you're like, what the hell do those parents do for a living? Like, yeah. I don't, uh, it's like when TikTok. you watch HGTV now and they're like, this woman's like, well, I collect feathers from eagles. <laughs> and the man's like, I sew socks for a living and they and have a million dollar budget. Million, yeah, yeah like you're it. like, oh, well, that just doesn't seem realistic. Someone on TikTok took inflation and everything to like what that trip would cost with like 17 kids and two, you know, all the tickets to yeah. Paris and all that. And it was like $196,000 oh or something. <laughs> it's like, good Lord. That's amazing. That is. That's fascinating. So I want to go back to the Dairy Princess because that's like the closest transition we have from only. I was like, this is really getting (laughs) random now. (laughs) That's the closest way we can get back onto this because that's how Ted found you was you became Dairy Princess. What what is that? How do you become the Dairy Princess? Um, Well, uh, that was so at the time, 2007, I was graduating high school, going into college and they have this date dairy princess at the iowa state fair Mm -hmm. every year and it's did you um, have the white pants well that's only when you show oh okay yeah for the dairy princess you had to wear a formal gown for you know which was your prom dress but um you go through a whole competition it's a couple of days and you have like one-on-one interviews and group interviews and you have to do a presentation in front of everybody and basically say how you're gonna how would you advocate for the dairy industry? Um, you know, if you had this crown and sash and were put out in the public, what would you do? How, how would you respond to difficult questions, those sorts of things? Um, and I was crowned alternate, um, which was fantastic. So I had a great year of um, being able to advocate with this, this crown and banner, which gave me a platform, um, which I just really enjoyed. And it, it was this whole experience for a whole year. So since then, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of where my roots started in my advocacy journey, advocacy journey, whichever you want to call it. Um, and just, it seems like that comes back into my life in various ways now, and especially with my social media stuff. Partway through the episode here, I wanted to share with you my five years as an Army Ranger with the 75th Ranger Regiment. This is Shay Folk with Profit Manager. Serving with one of the most lethal and sophisticated special operation groups in the world was fast-paced and very high pressure. I worked with some truly remarkable people who were always training, elevating those around them, and building a better fighting force. Today, we continue to do that with farm operations that use Profit Manager. 
Now, the analogy that I make here is when we would go to the shooting range, we always had a plan. We had a buildup of training and clear mission that needed to be executed to develop proficiency and skills. We had a target and we knew what we were aiming at and training for all the time. It would be ridiculous if we didn't, right? As a farmer and consultant today, I see so many farm operations and egg businesses that are going through the motions without a clear target, which is knowing their actual cost of production. This is what drives marketing decisions, equipment trades, land purchases, and everything we do day in and day out in our farm businesses. You wouldn't expect me to go to a shooting range and start shooting without targets down range. So why are you doing that with your business? Do yourself a favor, go check out farmprofitmanager.com and learn how we can help elevate your farm business in 2023 with Profit Manager. Remember, if you aren't farming for profit, you won't be farming for long. Check out farmprofitmanager.com and enjoy the rest of today's episode. Yeah, you said advocacy, that's when it started. I don't know how you have time to be a dairy farmer with what the time it looks like you spend on social media doing that, trying to get the message out. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's <laughs> I'll be well, honest. You did say she doesn't sleep. Yeah, this is probably why I don't sleep. My head never shuts off. My mind never stops. But it is true. I mean, I will film. I mean, throughout the whole day, kind of. You know, some funny moment happens, or we're trimming feet, or doing vaccinations, or even just milking or feeding calves. You know, there's always an opportunity to catch footage of mm-hmm. something going on even though we're doing generally the same thing every day, it is different from day to day. But it's for me, the hard part is the editing, like finding the time to sit down and edit is so difficult. So that's normally what I'm doing at night. And then I can't ever shut my mind off or I'm waiting for something to post and it's 10 o'clock at night and and we get up at three 30 in the morning. So it, it is a little daunting sometimes. And sometimes I just want to like set it down and walk away Um, I have learned to ask for help, which has been, um, a benefit for sure. Um, when I started September of 2020, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, it was solely TikTok. And I thought if I start this journey on TikTok and it's totally negative because dairy gets a lot of hate online. Um, I thought if it's solely negative, I'm not going to do it. Like I don't have the time for it. I don't have the attitude for it. I, I don't want any part of people just yelling at me all day long. And it was overwhelmingly positive. And of course, there's loud people, right? And the bigger your account gets, the louder they get and they tell their friends and those people come. But I'm generally thick skinned. So I try to just not let it bother me. Um, But on TikTok, I was kind of just all alone for about a year and a half, really tried to manage all my comments myself and everything. And I still try to just do that myself. I'm the only one on that account. But when I decided to jump into Facebook and Instagram just within, I think, six months ago or so. Yeah, it was not long before we got married. Yeah, right before we got married, pretty <laughs> much. Um, so I haven't been on there all that long. Um, that was when I realized I, ne- I needed some help because Facebook is mean. Like TikTok can be mean in its own right, but on Facebook, people can write novels and link all these things, and it just gets crazy really fast. Um, so I do have a couple of admins on my page that I don't even look at the comments hardly on Facebook or Instagram. They kind of take care of it for me and their friends, and and I appreciate them so much for that because I couldn't I couldn't do it otherwise. And they just volunteered for that, or yeah, I really? should I should pay them, but I don't need I don't make I enough, should, you I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
OnlyFans. Yeah, oh, oh yes. This, only this is how it's going to get done. Yes. Maybe I could do like feet pictures, but of cows. <laughs> there you go. Hoof, hoof pictures. Hoof pictures. Yeah. Then we There's call you probably, the Midwest hoof trimmer. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> There's probably a market for it. There could be, yeah. And it's not a camel toe. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cow hoof. It's a cow <laughs> That's how Huey got big. <laughs> oh, Huey. I'm, yep. We'll just leave that one also. <laughs> <laughs> so as you, as you reflect back on how you started your TikTok platform, would you do it differently if you had to start all over? Oh, I don't know that I'd do anything differently. I mean, it is cringy when you look back at your old videos, oh, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, like. I wish I would have known now what I know then a little bit, but I don't know. I mean, the app itself has changed so much in two years' time that, I don't know, it just is what it is. It um, was cringy, but those were the good days, too. Those were, and you could grow so fast oh, back yeah. then. I feel like now growth on any of the platforms, especially Instagram, I feel like it's impossible to I grow on Instagram. Instagram. Maybe, maybe I just am terrible at it, but it's not, it's not my jive. Yeah. I despise Instagram of all of them, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd change anything. I do like the Facebook comment thing. Corey, are you going to start taking over those comments? I could. Well, what are we kidding? Nobody comments on our Facebook page. That's true. Emma could do that. Emma could, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is that, so is TikTok We just listened still? to Emma's podcast on the way down Did here. Did you? Yes. I, I was waiting to do it till I could be like focused and not feeding calves because I wanted to listen to uh, it yeah. intently. So if you, do you have a favorite? Is TikTok still your favorite? Does she complain? I should ask Ted. Do you know if she has a favorite? Does she complain about one? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, she always did say she liked TikTok just because it was mm. for fast minute long uh, videos, and then you couldn't, you know, people couldn't post a novel comment on it. But I don't know. I know she doesn't like Instagram a whole lot because it takes forever to post post to it. Instagram hates me. <laughs> so you married her into this. She had this following before you married her. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. Did it ever cross your mind that that might just be too much? You know, you, you just learn to go with the flow. I think he was more worried about the Jersey cows being too much than my social media. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know. These things have big, big personalities. I'm not sure I'm ready for big that. Guys. He knew she was popular in the star, Dairy, Dairy Star. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they had a star. <laughs> oh, no. We, she I was mean, famous before I met her. Yeah. Our audience, like, TikTok especially was very invested in our wedding. They're like, oh, I can't wait, you know, to see how everything looks and um, how the day turns out. And then the farm babe goes and posts the first picture of our wedding. We did a wedding party picture in the parlor that night. And I was like, God damn it, Michelle. Like, it's my goddamn wedding. And you post the first picture. Like, thanks. Yep. Uh, that, I didn't know that, but that's really funny. She uh, was at your wedding? Yes. Nice. Yes. We had her on, too. Did you listen to that one? I did listen to that one. Okay. We're going to have to have her on again, because I don't think we got half of the stories <laughs> that she got. Yeah. She's got a lot. She's... She, she thought my cousin was pretty cute. She oh, did. Yeah. 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 She did. Yeah. <laughs> we were hoping they were, you know. Yeah. Bring it back. The scene. <laughs> you got to edit that part out. <laughs> Next viral clip. That's going on TikTok. Oh, don't do that. They did go home together. That's funny. Oh, they wouldn't tell us what Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Well, this is just revenge for her post in the first. This is true. This is true. This is. She did tell us that she was looking. So I mean, I mean, she put it out there. I, I knew she was. They were gonna. Them two were gonna stick like a magnet that night. I mean, they're like. 
I don't know. I was hoping they would last a little bit longer than... than... Stuck like two buckets. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Frozen buckets. (laughs) That's Tanner's other dad joke. Yes. (laughs) I was hoping it was going to turn out to be more than that, but, you know. It could be. You know, you got to plant the seed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, listeners, we got to wait. Nurture it. Yes. Yeah. I... Cutting that one off too. This is like the king of. We should have a take. That's marketing as well. Take it is. a drink. Come on. For every dirty joke that we said, this is a, this is a drinking game episode. We haven't done that in a long time. Oh. Giving them a reason. We also did. We are staying the night down here. Oh tonight. yes. We did not bring anything to mix with the beer. Thankfully, of the podcast. I mean, Bushlight's fine by itself. Yes. Our listeners are giving us a break. We got pure, unadulterated. Unadulterated. Oh wait. It is adulterated. I heard How do you, more times over Christmas break from random people like, God, if I could just get you guys to quit mixing stuff with Bushlight. <laughs> oh, we, ha- we have plain, delicious Bushlight today. With Very Megan different. and Ted koozies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. How about that? Wait, that's sparkle Drunk on, on there, love by and the beer. Way. Oh, you almost got married on my birthday. Three almost. days. Oh. Three days shy. Drunk. How come it, it only has one breed of cow on here? Because there is only one breed. Oh. You didn't know that? There's only one breed. Yeah. yeah. See, he already knows. <laughs> I didn't even have to coach that. So are you slowly transitioning your herd to uh, brown or what? No. 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 However, we do have the number three jersey herd. Not to brag. We as you just in did, the though. family or you now? Our, the farm. Our, yeah. Yeah. our jersey herd is for, I don't know how to explain it, Central Star that does our... Monthly testing, gets our milk weights, runs our milk samples for, like, fat, protein, components, cell count, whatever. It's, like, each cow's individual report card every month. Mm -hmm. Um, For how many states do they cover? Oh, I think it's... Half dozen? It's Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, you got to make it sound bigger than that. It's a like few. Wisconsin. A lot of states. So out of all those states and all the herds they test, we have the number three Jersey herd. It's like benchmarking. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's still pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, they cool. they sent out number a, one. Yeah. They sent we'll out a there. book. You gotta you gotta have like something to shoot for, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They sent out a book with all the top producers in certain sizes and breeds and all of that. So I mean, the Holsteins were in there too, but they weren't number three. <laughs> it's a lot harder to get number three in Holsteins because there's a lot more competition. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sounds still. like sounds like a sore loser. He's a sore loser. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, are, I mean, they're eating the same thing, right? Are they on the no, same rations or no? Techno, no. They they have different rations. Well, well, the jerseys are mixed with the Holsteins. They yeah, have the same ration. They're in, so like in a modern barn, you have animals and pens. In our barn, basically, we have two big pens where the mature cows are sorted off, segregated from the younger Holsteins, and then the jerseys are in there. So the smaller cows get a different diet than the more. They get different diets because they have different intake capacities. The older cows can, they're bigger so they can eat more feed. So we fill them with more forage. Yep. And then the younger cows, they're still growing yet. So we actually push more, concentrate more uh, corn and soy to them. They need more calories. They need more calories. they're still growing. They're still growing. Plus you don't want to mix young cows or little cows yeah. with old cows. The old ones like pick junior on high, them. high school. Yeah. The older yeah, cows, order. The yeah. C, yeah, the seniors can pick on the freshmen pretty easily. Oh, really? You know, yeah. Yep. The yeah. younger ones have a little bit harder time adjusting. It's just more of a social So thing. do they all have collars that uh, open a certain feed spot for them, or they just know where their feed spot is? 
it's all headlocks, so they can go in any headlock at any time to eat. Um, they do have a tag that monitors. It's like their Fitbit that monitors their activity yeah. and rumination and those things. But it, none of that controls like where they can eat or when they okay. can eat. It's twenty four seven that they can eat at any hmm. spot they choose. So then you feed twenty four seven, or they just have access to feed twenty four seven. Access twenty four seven feeds dumped every morning, and then there is a. It's called the Juno. It's like a like a Roomba kind of, and mm-hmm. pushes up the feed throughout the day. Basically, is that the every little hour. thing that's a circle. Yeah, yes. it kind of sits there and rotates yep. around. Yeah. Yep. In a dairy barn, we typically feed it flat bunks because the feed has more forage in it. Instead of like in a beef barn, you'd have like a J bunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so that the feed is bulk, It's bulkier. Yeah. So a J bunk won't fit enough feed for a day in there. I see. And then also then. Uh, I don't want to say we also uh, dairy cows are fussy, so you need to clean the bunk out every day. And you don't want to fit, you don't want to feed to an empty bunk. You don't want the cows to be out of feed, so you have to take skid skill. Well, before we had skid loaders to do it, we did it with a shovel. Where the new Mm -hmm. barns we designed it, so that's why the bunks are always flat. So you just take the skid loader along and scrape all the feed out before you dump the new feed on. I always did wonder why it was dumped on the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why we don't have J bunks yeah. hmm. or feed that way. It's just so we can clean the bunk mechanically, and and our feed is just it's bulkier, it's fluffier than, you know, a steer feed would be more concentrate dense. Mm-hmm. So is your milk getting separated? Or are the are the two breeds getting separated for milking? No, they all go in the same tank, um, and then it gets sold as one. Then so, we get the benefits of both. We get the high production from the Holsteins and the higher components from the jerseys. So it makes it nice. Yeah, cocktail. so we so get paid. I was going to say, so why don't more dairies do that and blend their herds? Well, you do see a trend of it going that way, but um, Holsteins are the most popular just because forever they've produced the most milk per cow. And hmm. it used to be that you were paid solely on how much milk you produce, but um, anymore you're paid on your components, your pounds of fat and protein produced. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So it is a benefit to have Jersey cows, and they are the second most popular, but you do see herds shifting. I would say that there is a trend towards Jersey or at least crossbreeding within the industry. So you guys have, whoever you sell the milk to, do you have like, Contracts are is there like markets every day like corn and beans that uh, says milk's worth this much today or down or up or do you just pre-contract it all? That you go ahead. That is a million dollar question of itself. Uh, the price of milk is federally regulated, but it is on the board of trade. Okay. But there's also four different classes of milk, and a lot of it depends on what you get paid is dependent on your location, um, your processor. It varies widely. I don't. That nobody really hardly even knows how milk is priced. <laughs> most dairy farmers don't contract, at least a lot of the smaller ones. Some of the bigger ones might, but most of them don't because we sell milk 365 days out of the year. We're not marketing. It averages out. Yeah, yeah. It averages out. You catch all the highs and all the lows, and you don't have to pay a brokerage fee. I see. And then, so, um, and it usually stays pretty consistent with cost of production, too. You know, you're costs go up your price of milk typically goes up too one day a month like they pick like a spot price that this is the price it depending on what order you're in or what district you're in in the country and then the processors in that area have to stick to that price and then you get whatever premiums yet are above that <laughs> so i wouldn't have guessed they paid on on content of the milk though mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah 
it depends on the quality, quality is a big too. thing too. Um, pretty much there's so much milk on the market right now that if your quality sucks, nobody's going to pick up your milk anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty heavily regulated. There's there's so much for a few years there. I mean, milk was so cheap. There's so much out there. It's just like if if the ethanol plant was full and you bring a load of corn in there and it's not number two yellow corn, they're just going to say take it home. You hmm. know, if it's too hot or too moist, they're just they're not even going to take it. So that's where all the dumping videos came from. <sighs> that was well, more pandemic yeah. related, where processing plants were just closed. I mean, yeah. where are you going to go with the milk? Look at our economy in general. There was no workforce in a lot of those, any sort of plant at all during COVID. Um, but before that, there was uh, an excess of milk on the market before that. Mm-hmm. And there's a shortage of processing capacity, but nobody really wants to add processing if they can't. Hmm. You know, you still need a home for it after that. So you guys ever go to, like, the grocery store and see what the price of milk is and be like, Man, we're getting screwed, or man, that's cheap compared to what the labor that went into it. Or, I mean, is there a thought to that? There is. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't f- quite feel that way because the processor has an expense too. I understand that, but uh, I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, if your bills are all paid, which fortunately we're part of Prairie, our milk goes to Prairie Farms, which has been paying very well lately. They yeah, for our area, they are by far the best. So best pair. we've been blessed by that. We hmm. can't. That's what they had to say on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, not, not sponsored, by the way. Where yeah. we, we should be. Where can we find their products? <laughs> oh, you can find them all over. They're in a lot of fairways, Dollar General. They're most. I mean, most. I mean, milk is like any other commodity. The farther you got to ship it, the more expensive it gets. Yep. Obviously, so uh, Prairie Farms is mostly in Illinois in like ohio in that region but then in our area of eastern iowa they've i they basically they were what was swiss valley Hmm. um so they acquired swiss Valley. yeah the swiss valley their cheese division um so you can find a lot of their products are in in fair in the fairways around us and some high v's or uh aldi's i know aldi's in our area they're very big in there um, but I do know too that they supply a lot of the WalMarts in this general region with their Great Value brand milk. Okay. I mean, the, you know, everybody kind of wonders why a gallon of milk is ninety nine cents or whatnot with the Great Value sticker on it when the Prairie Farms or any other product is is uh, you know five dollars. Whatever a gallon of milk costs, we don't know. Yeah, we don't buy it. We don't <laughs> buy milk. So, but they're they're the exact same jug came out of the exact same tank of milk just with a different sticker on it. But yeah. the reason they stick that great value sticker on it, sell it for 99 cents, is hoping that you buy like three more things on your way back. Yeah, to yeah. yeah it's a loss leader. It, and yeah, they, they lose money on it. But, I mean, I guess if it gets the milk off the shelf, it's money in our pocket too, you know? Yeah. So uh, you don't buy milk. Mm-mm. So you're drinking it out of the tank. Yeah, we're raw drinkers. Raw dog. Yeah, raw yep. dog. So, <laughs> drink. <clears throat> so... Was that always the way, or is that after you met him? Oh, no. I grew up on raw milk, too. Yeah. Yep. Was that a prerequisite? <laughs> no. we. It was we drank, first, got to be in the Dairy Star. The last thing we want to do is drive to town for a gallon of milk every day. <laughs> Does seem silly. Yeah. You drink a gallon of milk a day? Oh, he could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it's available. Wow. I can't remember the last time. That, Especially whole milk. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, it's more than whole. Your, your hole's like 3%. Our hole's oh, like really? four like and a four half. Two, <laughs> four, four, yeah. You're chewing a little bit? Yeah, it's a leaded. It's, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It'll settle out in the fridge if you don't stir it up every once in a while. Give it a good shake. Huh. That is pretty cool. Let's take a break for uh, conversation because then I want to go back to something we glazed over right away in the beginning. So we're going to do this by playing the newlywed game. Oh. And this... Is this like the first time we had true newlyweds? I think it is. Probably. Play the newlywed game. Do you guys know how that works? So we Well, uh, you better explain. Might okay. not be. So we'll start off going with one of you. Usually we pick on the men. So we'll start with you, Ted. And you will have to answer with the answer that you think Megan is going to say. So it'll either be Ooh. based about you or based about her. And then you have to wait don't don't shout it out because she has to get it in her head you know we don't want her to cheat and change her answer to match we're gonna see how well the two of you know each other all right so all right all right all right so for example the first one is going to be in her mind what is your most annoying habit Ooh. don't just oh she already has it that was did you see how fast that, <laughs> that was I, how funny is <laughs> this people have been telling us we need to do that ick trend like oh, yeah. do the icks with the funny voice you thing do that. And I'm like, mm, maybe I would be too. You do that on the way home. Yeah, you're driving yeah, tomorrow. Maybe, you should yeah, do that. That's right. a good content. I don't know. I, we joke. Now we're getting off topic. but um, That's what we do the whole show. When, this is true. When Ted and I started dating, it was very apparent early on. And he told me he's like, that I just have no feelings. I'm heartless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, that is true. <laughs> so then I feel like if we do this it game, I'm like, well, maybe I'll hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, My okay. feelings are trying to hurt. May, I'm not trying, trying to, to hurt them. I just, I'm, it oh. might happen. Okay, so Ted, what is your most annoying habit, according to Megan? Uh, probably when I'm chewing on my strings on my sweatshirt. Oh, that's uh. not what I said, but that's a good one. Okay, the next one would be my snoring. Yeah, that was Okay, it. that was my first yeah. choice, actually. Because <laughs> I don't get enough sleep the way it is, and then he snores, and you're like... <laughs> and then I get beat up in the middle of the night. Yes. I know that. I the, the, other, the other day, I was sleeping, and oh, she God. came up and pinched my nose shut. <laughs> <I did. laughs> I could have killed her. No more oxygen for you. <laughs> he yeah. told me he was going to deck me, and I think he was serious. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a domestic. Don't punch, <laughs> don't pinch my nose. Uh, I'll get her back one of these days. Good luck. Well, just might be with a pillow. She's lucky I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I let her sleep when she does sleep, but that might end pretty soon. It's because he's sleeping also. All right. I'll, I'll pick one out. <clears throat> let's see. What's a food? Are we still doing him? And I, I think uh, let's, or is let's it switch. Let's switch. What's a food that they would never eat? The What's food, food that, that Ted, Ted would, would never, never eat? Oh, God. He's not picky at all. He'll never eat anything. Eat anything? Wow. Yeah. All foods. He's you already got Ted? it. He's already got it. I can tell. I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. He's hey. not. He's a great eater. We, do like, we have any of that Vegemite? Oh, man. Uh, it would we better be, not. That stuff's That just, probably wouldn't be in. <laughs> I plan on eating supper after this yet. <laughs> <laughs> I There's don't have nothing? anything because he's, well, he's he, he does either. not complain. All right, flip, ever. flip it around then since it doesn't work. Is yeah. There... yeah, there's there's something she won't eat. Oh, what would be Couple the first thing? <laughs> I can think of two right off the top of my head. Okay, go. One's coleslaw. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought of it before you did. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, seafood. Oh, see, I was I was close to the coleslaw. I was like celery. Celery is just an ick. For, it's like a texture thing, and it yeah. makes really? a weird taste in your mouth. Yeah, even if it's smothered with peanut butter, I just can't do it. I don't like seafood. 
Sam well, alone. Well, it sucks to be you, doesn't it? <laughs> I like, like certain things. I do like crab, um, but I'm just not a big fish person in general. Like, you know, the whole big thing, especially like Northeast Iowa, it's, oh, like, let's go to the fish fry. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, yeah I, there's I, a lot of Catholics in our area. I have zero interest in going to the fish fry. I love fry. the fish fries. All right, yeah. I, got the, I got a good one you guys will nail. So, Megan, what is, is Ted's dream vehicle? <laughs> okay. oh, no, that's a good one. That is a good one. You can't answer that one either, can you? Well, not specifically, probably. Okay. What? There's way more to this story. You're not letting us in. Yeah, there's so much more. Okay. Can I answer then? Yep. Sure. Okay. His favorite vehicle would be one that is reliable, dependable, you hardly have to sink any money into, and is paid for. I already have that. I know, dream. but that's what that's what your dream. Like, well, I guess it wasn't I that thought you were, this year. I, I definitely had way dirty. As oh, you were describing no. that, I was sitting there going, what could he ride? That's dependable. Hey, 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 oh, hey. hey. Just, this yes. is like fans, only fans a Hyundai. content. A Hyundai. <laughs> Subaru. Oh, no, those are safe. <laughs> All right, one more before we get out of this. Wait, we didn't get the answer. Is it is well, it an F-250 four-door well, long box Super his, Duty with a... His brother just bought this... Very expensive, very obnoxious truck. And every time he pulls Denali. It, yeah, he, it, not the brother that farms with us. Yeah, the um, farmers can't afford that. But bought this very expensive, very flashy pickup. And every time it pulls in the yard, Ted's like, oh, God, I'm glad I don't make those payments or don't have, <laughs> <laughs> don't have to pay the insurance on that. I have two, two pickups. Both are four-wheel drive and the tax title and license on them. Both of them together is $87 a year. <laughs> that's a true I'm not ashamed of that uh-huh that's yeah that goes straight to the bottom line <laughs> yeah it, it yes. does yeah it's yeah so dairy farmers do you guys have a chance to watch a lot of movies do you get to watch any movies she watches I sleep yes that's okay. exactly right <laughs> that was are a good you, see newlywed thing. yeah like we're are you are you good at remembering movie characters oh no not a bit okay we'll move on to a different part of this <laughs> then uh, what would be Ted's number one fear or phobia Mm. I think I have it. Heights. Bingo. Yeah, that's why, that's why <laughs> he didn't grow very tall. I was just going to say, he is pretty close yeah. to the ground. Yes. I'm scared of heights and I can't swim, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm on land all you the time. can't swim? No. I, I have gotten him out on the river, on the Mississippi, a few times. That's different with than like, swimming. With this like floaty true. wings? or what? We you... said we're going to get it. We're actually we're honeymooning um, beginning of February to Cancun, and... We're, like, we're gonna have to like get Ted all the floaties, right? Uh-huh. I just, I just I could never float. I just sink. I lack natural buoyancy. <laughs> hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, I I don't know. I just you couldn't. can't swim, Tanner. I can swim, but if I just try to do a back float, I just I can't do that either. I just, I just sink and then I just struggle and you don't have enough lung capacity. That's where it comes from. That's right. Is that it? Yep. Must be. You gotta breathe in <laughs> and have some fat. Oh, that's where it comes from. Let's add floats. Yeah. <laughs> Let's reverse it. What is her biggest fear or phobia? I don't know what my. I don't is. know either. She's You're not, not afraid not... of anything? Uh, well, I'm afraid of plenty. Oh, I, 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 I know one. She's scared of coyotes. 
I think a coyote ate my favorite cat. Why I don't like coyote. I mean, it's not my biggest fear, but I'm pretty sure coyote nabbed my favorite cat. Sounds like Ted might have had something to do with that. No, uh, he wouldn't have done that. Gee, thanks to rub it in. However, we are missing like the farm mascot cat now, which is everybody's favorite cat, and we're pretty sure that that might have happened too, so I don't know. The coyote or Ted? <laughs> Maybe I better text Alan and see if he's there. Maybe that's why he was calling. Yeah, no, he, he had a different question. Oh. Okay, now let's get way back on topic. Okay. And what we glazed over is you said that you left your family's farm. I did. For Ted's farm. We, we like, skirted right over that. Yeah. How hard was that decision? Or was just the love that overpowering? Oh, yes, the love is, is in. In, infinite. That's the right word. Apparently it is, yes. yeah. Circles just never ends. Yes. It's like circles. Have <laughs> 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 seen that show? Have, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, fair enough. Isn't that a movie? Yeah. Oh, that movie, what is that? Um, Aren't they on an island? I can't think of the name Couples of it. Retreat. Couples Retreat. Yeah. Couples Retreat. That's yes. a good movie. Um, was it hard? Uh, no. Really? I have to be honest. Um Love knows no boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Farming with family is not easy. Uh, I think everybody can relate with that, right? Whether you have a good relationship with your family and you're trying to farm or you have a just okay relationship with your family and you're trying to farm together. Some relationships are not meant to be mm-hmm. when you're working together every day. Um, I was back to my family farm for about a year and then things just kind of started to disintegrate. Um, and Ted and I were dating that ever since I had came back. So we dated for four years, five years, four years before we got engaged. And then we're engaged another year before we got married. But it, after it was very difficult for us that first year, one to ever find time to actually spend together um, and figure out who each person was but then um, it was hard of when we were both farming separately of, okay, if, if this does work out, like, where do we land? Whose farm do we go to? Because being a half hour apart, yes, it's not that far, but it is just far enough when you're talking dairy farmer hours. Oh, yeah, you and that you're several times a day. Yes, and you get up early and you're home late. And um, it, we didn't know how to make it work. And then at some point um, I just said, you know, I, I can't stay working with my family all the time like it's just not going to work and and then it it got easier for us because we thought well the decisions made of where we land and where we farm together you know if or when that time comes so um no surprisingly many people would probably give a different answer you know that it was a hard decision but it wasn't for me um but I, I think we definitely made the right decision and we're working on, I'm working on trying to have a better relationship with my family. And it's just kind of a holiday by holiday thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh off the holidays. That's, that's probably very, very true. Cause what was your, your role on the family farm? Um, between on my family's farm, it was my folks. Um, and actually all of us kids were back, my sister, my brother, and myself, My dad and brother were primarily on the cropping end, and my mom, sister, and I were all with livestock. Um, 
so between my sister and I, we were the main herd managers for our 400 cow dairy. Um, we each had kind of our different roles of, of what we specialized in. Um, but I was doing like the herd health and, um, any repro shots and transition cows and calves. And, and so a big role. So, you know, when we got engaged, it wasn't just like, Oh, we're engaged. See you. Bye. I think I, we, um, had went on a farm bureau trip. We had a long conversation ourselves, Ted and I did about like what kind of exit plan, you know, we could go back to my folks with and cause we want to be respectful, right? Like we don't want to leave them hanging. Yeah. Um, that's not the right way to do it is to just up and leave. So we did, when we got back from our farm bureau trip, we sat down, we had a meeting about what we would like to do as far as starting our life together and me exiting the farm. And we gave them, I think it was like four months, um, before I said, I would like this to be my last day in order to move and, and, you know, do all those things. And so we provided a timeline and, and they started the hiring process. And you took cows with you. I did cows that I had owned. Yeah, I did leave some there that were, you know, I mean, my parents milked with robots. And so some cows were really old, you know, maybe wouldn't have made the move very well or, um, were just good cows to leave there versus taking with, but I did take, yeah, the majority of my cows. That was also hard. Too many. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> but it helps your milk. We've uh, learned this. Well, there, you can only fit so many in a barn, you know. Oh, well, then, sure. then the problem was we sell to prairie farms. You know, we discussed that earlier. But um, prairie farms, the reason they're paying better than a lot of other co-ops is they do operate on a quote-unquote quota system. Okay. So you do have to have your base pounds. And if you go over that you're going to not get paid fully for what your overproduction is. So when my cows joined, Ted was over his quota. Um, so we did have a neighbor sell his cows, and we acquired his quota um, or his base. And so that helped a lot as far as now Now we never go over. But it was a challenge in the beginning because you're like, oh, gosh, you know, we're milking more cows. We, we're not getting paid fully for all that milk. So... But yeah. things things are better now. What's, it all works out. What's the lifespan of a dairy cow? I don't know that I've ever known that. Like, ever say nothing like a disease comes in or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You milk for 10 years? Um, It's kind of a case-by-case -case basis. Every cow is a little different. But industry average is probably about five to six five. years. Okay. Um, so that would be three to four lactations, essentially. Yeah, they're two years old when they have their first calf and they're over three years old by the time they have themselves paid for. Yeah. yeah. And then the last few years, they're usually in the green. Then Pure finally. profit. It's, well, not all profit. <laughs> still got to feed them. Old but. cows pay the bills. So you never want to just sell off old cows just to make room for young cows yeah. because you'll lose money hand over fist. Like right. we have plenty of cows that are 10 years old in the barn and those, those girls are paying the bills. So what goes south, the, like production on, a, on an old cow? They just kind of wear out. I mean, their feet and legs. Yeah. They um, kind of fire them. They fire themselves. Kinda, yeah. They either, you know, as they age, fertility goes down, just like in humans. Their mm -hmm. feet and legs don't hold up. They're more prone to disease. Um, some cows can hold up really well till they're six, eight years old. Others don't. And then, and the other thing is too is by the time a cow is eight, ten years old, that heifer that just calved is so much younger than her that her genetics are far superior too yeah you know they're bred at a completely different time frame that um you know that's why we raise the replacements i guess but so it's kind of yeah. like 
seed corn in a sense. You're you're constantly improving your milk quality and quality is always going up. You know, we're really working today for the milk that we're producing two, three, five years from now. Yes. You know, the things that we're sticking money into, we might not see a return on for five years. Yeah. So we don't know how it's going to turn out. The heifer calf born today, this morning on the farm, in essence, should be the most genetically superior animal on the farm, even though she's because she's the youngest. Yep. But we won't see a nickel out of that animal for two years and no profit for three plus. If it gets sick and dies, then you're just yeah. We're just out everything then. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it costs. Industry estimate is it costs anywhere from oh twenty two hundred to twenty five hundred dollars in rearing costs per every heifer mm-hmm. so you, that's your expense before you ever see a drop of milk so who's who's making the decisions on the genetics to keep it keep it on the upward trajectory we get a lot of help uh, i mean technology plays a big part um genetics we, in general kind of take care of themselves some just because the companies that are producing the bulls kind of do that themselves so i mean in essence any genet, you know the genetic trend's always going up but there's a some that just some herds or some uh, bull studs can do it faster than others, and I don't know. We kind of just our, actually our cows are actually mated, mm-hmm. and we s- select the bulls ourselves, but do kind of go through them with. A, they have so you don't AI. Yeah, we everything we, is we AI. do, AI. Yeah. but it's it's you know every there's thousands of bulls on the marketplace, and then there's uh, what do you want to call them search dealios that you can just look on the internet. It's like a Google for bull lists. You know, and then yeah. you, you can filter it, it, it and then you it. just end up with your, you know, <laughs> 10 bulls you want to choose Put, like, from. And the emphasis of what traits you want to focus yeah. on, you know, and I want it, I don't want this trait to fall below yeah. this number on the scale and I don't want it to exceed this and it'll sort bulls out for you. But on the female side of it aspect for us, we genetically test every single female. Um, so the moment that calf is born, gets its first feeding a colostrum, um, and we actually pull a tissue sample that same day um, from the ear. So it's just this tiny little, I mean, about the size of the lead of your pencil um, that we collect and send off, and we get those results back. And it'll tell us within, oh, I think 90-some percent probability. I think it's like 75 or 77. Oh, I thought it was higher. No. Um, it's anyways, like 77, I think. of what her potential will be, not only for her production, but um, anything from her like lameness to mastitis to her um, fertility, um, so many different things about what it predicts her <laughs> life to be. And if we need, we do cull some heifers because we do still raise more than we need. Um, and based on those results, we will cull heifers from the farm before they ever get to breeding age. Hmm. that's not to say that those aren't still good animals. They just are at the bottom of our herd, but they hmm. might be great animals and at the top of somebody else's herd. I, I guess at the end of the day, if you're going to take $7 corn and stick it into an animal, you don't want to stick it into, you want to stick it into the ones that are going to be the most profitable. The best. Long-term. Right. That was like the most versus. politician-like end to your answer. was like, they, they might not be useless, but uh, just yeah. not... Well, it's very PC. I was just, not so you're not breeding like an Angus to one of your Holstein to get a meat. Oh, oh we, yeah. We do that, yeah, too, that to too. The, yeah. the mature cows that have a lower merit score or a lower genetic quality, yep. they, they get beef semen. And then there's sexed female Holstein semen on the market. And most of the jerseys we breed All to sexed. sexed female because their bull calves mm-hmm. are 
worthless. They don't. Nobody really wants them. Well, they're, they're not, adorable, but they're not worth any money. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're good for freezer beef. There's people that buy them for that, but they're only worth like ten bucks. Where if I stick a, you know, a ten dollar straw of beef semen in this Jersey cow, I can at least get a, you know, seventy five or hundred dollar calf out of it versus a ten dollar calf. Yep. We we do we are raising a couple of Jersey steers though ourselves, giblet and gonad. They're they're quite fun. G- giblet and what? Gonad. Gonad. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have but any gonad giblets. Has, just, gonad has no nads. No. I was getting ready. I was getting to that one. Yes. So, so I wanted to bring that up because your your role now mm-hmm. is you're working a lot with the calf side, or is that all that you're doing? I with? I had always done calves, but that's exclusive. Are you doing more than that currently at Ted's place? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. giving him credit. He didn't even pay attention. He didn't pay attention. I don't pay attention. Didn't you know it's that? Not, not Ted's, it's not Ted's place. It's your place. Our That's place. Our, our place. place. Our place. So you, you work with the calves a lot. I do. Yeah. Uh, yes, a lot of calves. But um, Ted and I start every milking shift, the two of us okay. together. Yeah. And then eventually other people show up. But, um, yeah, we're the first ones there in the morning. We start milking. Um, our part-timer shows up. So we're the main people in the parlor. And then right. at some point... He filters out to the freestyle bar and it does stuff out there. And then I filter out to feed calves. Um, right. We're do, working on herd health stuff together, um, moving heifers. We do that together. Um, yeah. But you name every calf. The jerseys, yes. Okay. Yes. Because um, that's and, a big piece of your TikTok. Yeah, it is. People, yes. they, they really like that. They, they do. Whenever Megan posts a picture or video, and let's, let's try to find some names. Those, those ones are the ones with the most comments. Oh, they are. <laughs> and, uh, but it gives us good ideas. This is true. And I don't ask, again, I don't. I have no desire to name all of the animals. Like, the jerseys all get names, right, because they're special. Um, but I have no desire to name 300-plus Holstein cows. and You don't it, need to. You no. just need to name some social media stars. Yeah, yeah. See, and there's some special ones. Like, the red and whites are special. And if we have twins, like, those are kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I toss them out there and let people name them. Um, it does create good content. Have you monetized any of that yet? Um, as, well, I'm in... Which platform? And TikTok. Anything. Any I, social media or just cows. Because why I'm asking this is, I don't know if you've listened to the Reverend Ranch one we did. Mm-hmm. That, um, they have that tagless cow. Yes. And then he's, they save tagless by people sending How them. How funny is that? You know, like, it's hilarious. But it is hilarious. But people love that crap. So, yeah. I mean, you got to start. You need a tagless. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Well, I kind of had a tagless. I had Sparkle. Um, okay. And she was like the TikTok cow. Um and then she actually died in May, and it was like heart wrenching. Like people were, oh, I mean, I think they were as heartbroken as I was. Like she has her own grave on the farm and in a flower bed, and she has her own headstone. Like it was a big deal that Sparkle died. How old was Sparkle? She was just shy of six years old, so she wasn't even that. In general terms, she wasn't even that old of a cow. But she had a calf, um, and just didn't didn't really take off um we could never find anything wrong with her the best we figured is she tore something internally um that we just couldn't fix you know um Mm -hmm. that's just how livestock is you have livestock you have dead stock but um where was i going to go fund me for i do need to go fund me we're talking about monetizing yeah monetizing okay so tagless like i did listen to that episode and i was like oh yeah that's like sparkle um no we're not monetizing like specific cows at this point i do have requests on facebook to like do more of the subscriber stuff 
But at this point, I'm, I'm just like maxed out on time. Like I have to say no somewhere. And I know like that would be a good thing for us, right? To like do the subscription thing and monetize. We start an Only Cows page. Only oh, Cows geez. page. <laughs> Put some hoof pictures on there. We could totally start. Go, my my go wife would have our cows on there. And she would be all over that. We, oh. we got some with some pretty nice udders. Oh, man. <laughs> I have this video, which is my biggest video on TikTok, which is simply showing like how do you milk a cow? And it is wildly successful. It's like, like 24 million views. Um, half the reason is because people are like, oh, look at those titties, you know, yeah. on that cow. And then other people swear that Ted looks like Ed Sheeran. And so Ed Sheeran yeah. is like, yeah. and he has the, I mean, he has, has a little bit of his beard on and, and in that video. And he does look a little like you Ed need Sheeran a YouTube in that. too. Ed Sheeran milks cow. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be good. But that's my biggest, and on all of my platforms, that's the biggest. 24 million on TikTok. I don't know. It's over 10 million on Facebook. It might be to 15. It's the weirdest There's things. The that, weirdest that actually, things. And I think it's the people that, it's, Normal society doesn't know how this actually works, yeah. so that's why they think it's so interesting. Some of the social media stars that we've got to interview, uh, a lot of the farming ones, they all show a process of some sort, and they've they've taken off because the yeah. rest of the world has no idea. Yep. This is this episode's going to be Farm for Fun with Megan and Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez, would that be interesting? Ted Sheeran. Ted, Ted Sheeran. Sheeran. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There it is. Ah, uh, that. But it is true. The videos you literally, yep. the videos I put the least amount of effort in, do the best. Yep. Like stupid ass video. I probably can't say that. Yeah, okay. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> of I'm reeling up the hose in the parlor, and there's these Jersey cows milking, and they all like watch this hose getting reeled up, right? Like <laughs> they watch cats wa- chasing a string, you know, yeah. just watching it. And I, I couldn't even tell you what it's up to because I stopped. Again, I don't like monitor my Facebook pages. Like my admins help me with that. And um, how are you gonna, it went stupid crazy. How are you going to keep up the traffic when eventually, it sounds like you might have kids eventually. If you do, they take a heck of a lot of your time, like just as much as social media takes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue. And then we'll, when you we'll when you cross that bridge, and then when you start there. to name your cows, <laughs> all of ours have Pokemon characters now because the kids name the cows, not the TikTok followers. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> That's it'll be interesting to watch and see how that unfolds. So now I get to do why everybody thinks I am the least favorite host. Boo! <laughs> I interject in here and say we've got to end it. Oh no! We've got to end the show. We will do an after show. Because we don't have to. It's like one of those things. You don't have to go home. You just can't stay here. It doesn't work because we're going to stay here. You can stay here. Yeah, this isn't going to work. We're, <laughs> we're going to close the show, and then we'll keep going. Well, I that's good. I don't want it to end. <laughs> I feel like I was asked questions that I still haven't answered yet. Yeah. <laughs> we just, ooh, like a squirrel. Are you know, chasing I'm not nuts. done either. Kind of how this, kind of how this works. But let's, let's get to the payoff question, and then we'll throw into an after show so people can stick around and hang out and get to learn a little bit more and Corey and dave this is the first time i've done this mm-hmm. we're gonna see how this works i gave them the question when i asked them to be on oh so did. they've had this question for a couple of days what gonna marinate in it yes what does success look like to you and ted doesn't look like he's ready so megan gets to go first 
Um, success to me, I think, is an individual thing. Um, for me, it's did I do better this year than last year? Um, you know, I had the number three jersey herd. That's fantastic. We. We. Had we. that. You said I. <laughs> we. Remember, everything's we now. This is true. But you don't like the jerseys. <laughs> he loves, he says every day during milking that he loves them. I love jerseys. <laughs> exactly what he says. We're going to yeah. make him a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, as long as you better yourself like year after mm-hmm. year, it's not, oh, well, I wasn't number one. Okay, but was I better this year than I was last year? Um, was I able to still produce the amount of milk and lower my input costs? Was I able to keep my input costs the same and produce more milk? You know, was as long as we're constantly bettering ourselves, I think that's the measurement of success. And um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Remember what I told you, Tanner, things that get measured tend to improve. Mm-hmm. Grow is what you said. Except for some things. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. <laughs> you probably should for that one. Um, I guess my answer to that, uh, that's that's a difficult open-ended question. But it is. I, I'd have to say that, like, just being content with what you have and where you're at, that there's always somebody out there that's got, got it better or more than you, that there, no matter what you have and where you're at, there will always be that person, but at the same time, you know, always, you know, looking back and being able to say, you know, at least we're doing better than, like Megan said, that we're doing better than last year or mm-hmm. whatnot, or, and being able to wake up and, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I think the definition of success would be just being able to be self-employed and work for yourself every day. That's, to me, that's number one. And then being able to live decent off of that and uh, build a business and have something in the end. Have some fun from time to time. Yeah, it's, you know, success can be whatever you make it, I guess. I should have had that going during his answer. Yeah, that was very good. Wouldn't that have been even better yet? Inspirational. It's like the Legacy Farmer ads. Those are inspirational. Inspirational. It's titled Motivational. Yeah. Loyalty for We We edit stuff. We could probably edit that in there. Get it back in underneath (laughs) his? Absolutely. Guys, this has been a pleasure. I'm not shooing you out of here because we're going to keep it in with an after show. But for now, thank you so much. If people want to follow you, if they don't, and this is the first time they've come across Megan, the Dairy Girl, and Ted Sheeran. Yes. <laughs> How do they follow you? Um, I am Megan Dairy Girl on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Depending on the platform, there might be an underscore between there, between Megan and Dairy Girl. But um, all Megan Dairy Girl on all the things. All right. Thank you. Thank you. This, this was awesome. Our pleasure. Corey, how do you send them out? Crack a bush light because we're not done yet. We're coming in for an after show. You deserve it. I am. So who else is Megan Derry? I bid on this. No, oh, good. Did Oop. you win? I didn't mean to turn it off. No. No. Derry? It's not, it's not over until yet. <laughs> I got the 10th. I got a good story for you. There was a land auction in our neighborhood this last summer. Y'all gathering this town hall or whatever and as they were, we were trying to get the first bid they wanted to start out at like 15,000 yeah. or whatever and then we got down to 10 and still nobody raised their hand so finally I raised my hand and bid like seven or 8,000 I think they, he said 6 they, and they took it 
And so I started the bidding. I'd never bid again, but everybody outbid me. So at least it's I, like his claim to fame. At least he's, I can like, say I, I bid on that. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I've been yeah. there a yeah. times. I mean, I knew if I had a chance of bidding on it, I had to do it then, not later. Yeah. So were you? So what was your tactic? Where did you make sure everyone could see you, or was it like a little? Yeah, I was kind of front and center, so there was no avoiding it. There was no poker face. Yeah, but he's you know. a small guy, so he's like, it's still like nonchalant, you know. Yeah. I'm not small where it counts, though. You got to remember that. Uh, a drink. Drink. He's he's the wave his arms big and wild, but it still yeah. looks like I'm right here. <laughs> oh, Teddy. That's good, Corey. You said you had more. Yeah, I, I want to know what's next. I heard something out there before mm. you guys did. She's got some hopes and dreams. I do have oh, hopes and dreams. No. Yep. And when, they were checking out Dave's office oh, here, yeah. and they're like, oh, oh we're, we're like checking it. this out because we got some ideas. What is that? Oh, well, when Ted asked me to marry him, he said he'd make all my hopes and dreams come true. Oh. And, I, and right away I said, well, you know that involves a creamery. And he says, yes. Yes, we'll yes. have a creamery. Yes. Oh, you don't remember no. this? I, I think I was intoxicated or high. At you didn't drink high. like anything. <laughs> he drank like nothing the night that he proposed because he was so nervous. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with you? Why aren't you having a drink? Right. And little did I know he was going to propose later, but I yeah. like I wanted some, you know, roadies and yeah, stuff. And yeah. he's, he's like not participating. I thought, what the hell? It's my birthday. It's like he's sick again. Yeah. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yes. My like ultimate dream is a creamery someday because hmm. i not that i don't think you can you can totally milk thousands and thousands of cows and be happy and successful i don't ever want to do that i want to like maintain the size that we are and do more with what you got do more with what we have yeah. and, and add value and kind of give back to the community that way that's my like who are the goal. folks that we interviewed that uh east coast dairy farmers they started a creamery and they uh they, uh, Tanner would know. Um, I can't think of his name, but he was pretty big uh, down there at Chesapeake Bay. And, yeah, they uh, and they had all kinds of, like, uh, agritourism. Mm -hmm. They brought yep. in agritourism and taught people, not just uh, being an advocate for agriculture. It was, they that, that was their entire business. They sold their own milk. They sold their own ice cream. They yeah. sold everything. So it was, it was kind of neat. I think they got off TikTok. He was going around doing, like, stand-up stuff and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you remember you? Does that ring a bell? At like all? Tr Jones. Yeah, yeah. Tr Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He got off TikTok. Uh, maybe he's back. He Last was, I looked, he hadn't been posting a lot. That, but he was that's, still maybe posting. that's what it was. Was he's taking a break or something yeah. like that? I think that'll come in most social media. But they kind of opened the store like right yep. around pandemic time. Yeah, right? had them on. Yeah, I right, know. Right at that. You time. talked about selling beef. I I think you could sell. I, I've talked to so many people lately that are doing freezer beef, and they're like, "We just we we have so many people that want a half a beef or whatever yeah. anymore." That everybody I know that was doing cow calf is hardly even doing cow calf. They're they're not for breeding stock anymore. They're just selling the beef because it pays better. Yeah. yeah, and I I would not be surprised if we see a lot of people. My wife and I talked about opening a, just a marketing just for all the people with freezer beef. Yeah, that's all. That's all we do is if you're looking for half beef, quarter beef, whatever. Is there a market because there's so many people doing it locally? Everybody knows somebody where they get a in in the agriculture world. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we could open like we're thinking of like opening like a storefront where you could buy not only our products but other people's beef yeah. mm -hmm. beef products or honey or maple syrup or yep. um you know 
stuff that the Amish make and, you yeah. know, we could sell Homemade all goods. that. Yep. Yes, yes, yeah, like just that in general stuff that you can't pick up in a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jenny's you know, sour smidgedol. More, yeah. more niche market stuff. Yeah. She started, I don't know if you follow Jenny or Mm-mm. if you've, it's been a long time since we've had her on. She was our first wine guest back when we she did Farm for Fun. one of our first five guests, I yeah. think, probably for fun shows. Sent us wine and uh, we got to do that tasting. That's when we were trying all kinds of different boozes where people would send us random stuff to try uh but she opened it started off just a greenhouse and she had a couple of neighborhood products and some of her own stuff and and she's got a whole bone building now with coolers and freezers so that they can sell some direct-to-consumer goods people come in there it's almost like the um the advanced at amazon convenience store where you just put it in your pocket and when you walk out they still know that that's what it charges you and charges to your app huh so wow. it's kind of cool that it is cool. people pop in, grab their products, charge us to their account, swipe it on their card. But uh, we actually lost a employee to the new Iowa program for meat lockers and meat processing. Oh, He's yeah. going to be a part of that department to help underwrite the grants. So lost a lender off of our staff to go do the grant <laughs> underwriting. You know, because the Iowa state of Iowa put a lot of money towards more meat processing. Because mm-hmm. if you're yes. going to sell more locker beef you got to have a locker space and shackle space to process individual beefs rather than... Yes. That makes me mad. Much like our milk market, not having enough processing, there's not enough locker space either. Well, you need a locker? What do you want, Corey? No, it makes me mad that it took a private lender. I think the government, if they want to help, should just give the banks and private the help or the the programs to follow because I've dealt with the government on Mm -hmm. their lenders and my gosh... It is oh, not a good process. It's not fun. But that's another whole other show, which we're going to have with we, your, your banker friend. We are going to try and get that show. It'll be both boring and exciting all at the same time. <laughs> uh, TR has not posted since October. Oh. We're talking about them making a creamery. Yep. Yep. Creamery would be like ice cream and... Butter and cheese. Do you Ooh. do cheese? Oh, I'd love to do S- cheese. Speaking of ice cream, as a that was weird. <laughs> as as a kid, what restaurant did you think was fancy? But now, as an adult, you're like, uh, it's really not. Oh, that fancy anymore. Does this have to be like a chain? No, no. no. Mine's not the one that I'm thinking of. Mine's not. You go first. So mine was a restaurant called Family Table. Oh, yeah. oh I've, that's enough. Yeah, so maybe it's it like was a golden a corral. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it had the ice cream that uh, the sweet swirls or whatever. Yeah, so you could yeah. get like a peach swirl and a strawberry swirl or whatever it was. And flavor burst was the ice cream. But now I look back at that and the place just did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the onion rings were fantastic and I always got ice cream. But I look back at that and it, it's not, it was nothing high quality. Right. It's not that far. It wouldn't be my childhood, but like Buffalo Wild Wings, I feel like is a sham. It is now. Yeah, it, when it came, yeah. it was like, oh, they got a Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. And now it's like, eh, there's better. There's way <laughs> there's better. better. Well, there are way better wings. That's right. There's way better. Yeah, they've never had wings. They brought a bunch of different sauces for, right. I don't know. And to me, a for ground up with chicken. No yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what that chicken comes from, too? It's what's all swept off the floor. Oh, <laughs> You're making that up. Ted the boneless Sheeran. ones are. Stop it, Ted Sheeran. <laughs> 
You're going to start calling him that next. I might. Year. Well, every time you see, every time what I it, walk by or he comes in the parlor, it's Megan Dairy Girl. And I'm like, Mr. Dairy Girl, like, stop just calling me him. that. Ted Sheeran. Ted Sheeran. So now, what? So does he have a nickname besides Mr. Dairy Girl? Has he had it? Was there a childhood nickname, Ted? Yes. Which one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His mom. It, it's just very endearing to me. Calls him a special name, which I think is so cute. Cute, cute. It we got to I love yeah. being cute. He is cute. He's fun size. Why, why are we not getting told this name, Corey? I don't know. I think you should tell us. I think your mom would like to hear it. She'll be like, oh. Is she going to listen to this show? Is she like my mom? Is she like your super fan? Oh, she can't wait. I stopped in to see her today before we left, and... She's like, when can I watch it? How do I watch it? When can I? And I was like, well, you could, like, I said, I'm sure it'll go on YouTube, but you'll probably like listen 20, to it. 26. You know? She's got to wait till the end of January. Okay. And she's like, well, I want to watch it. I want to see it. I want to hear it. I can't wait. Nice. Okay. So what does Mama Ted call Baby Ted? Do you want me to say it or do you, you want? You might say it? as well. It's Pooty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my little Pooty. Isn't that cute? It is kind of. So oh, what did that dude. stem from? Were you like a really dirty diaper kid? Or what's <laughs> I don't have a clue. No, that, that stemmed from they called me Teddy Bear, and then it was. Oh. Then, then that stemmed into Winnie the Pooh or something like that, and then it eventually morphed into Pooty. Pooty. Yeah. Isn't that cute? She called him that one then, day in the parlor, and I was like, what did you just say? died. It doesn't help that like everybody in our neck of the woods especially anybody listening from the epworth and farley area can relate that everybody has a nickname mm. like everybody some people i don't even know what their right name is that <laughs> it, Me- megan realized that because like i said we lived far enough away that we didn't know anybody and then no, not all the same of a sudden you know really. we, we'd be sitting in a bar one night and she'd want to know who all these people are and i'd say well that's Potato Head, and that's Sword Gate, and that's Craiger, <laughs> and that's Dog Killer, and that's... Shit you not. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and that, that's Snurp, and Chops, and Beans, and, <laughs> and Chip, and <laughs> you know, everybody's got a nickname, you know? Well, just, just to give you credit, to make sure that Adam knows that you actually said what he wanted you to say when you walked in. Yeah, I had the same thing as a childhood, and I, like we said, we called him Bowling Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we talked about that. Yes. Not, I wish I'd have known that about 15 years ago. I know, but it totally makes sense. Now, now you're going to text him back. You'd I like, am. Uh, hey, just learned ball. something about you. Yeah, I'm going to change your name in my phone uh-huh. to, to that now. Screenshot it to him. Yep, no longer Adam. Now we'll see how big of a fan of you he is, because that means he would have had to have hung around for an hour and yes. 20-ish minutes. This is true. He did come to our wedding, so oh, that's we'll cool. see. I got, I got one other one that we like to ask, and I think you might have something... We always ask, what what did we miss? Or is there something that we should have been talking about? And I feel like you probably deal with a ton of comments and things. Like, what did, what did we miss in this interview? Oh, my God. I don't know. There's so many things we could talk about yet. But I don't know. I get recognized everywhere I go. He gets recognized more than me, yeah. <laughs> Ted Sheeran. Ted Sheeran. You are Ted Sheeran. People, like, I'll yes. just be walking... Somewhere and, all, and people just look at me and I'm just like, "Yep, they know who I am." We were Don't at. You do like TED Talk Tuesday or what do yes, you? That? That's she thing. forces me to <laughs> TED Talk Tuesday for better or worse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You we, know, um, that, Dave. That's who. That's what the TED Talks were founded off of. Is when Pootie here was born. Yes. They they were like, you know what? This guy is so this, smart. We're gonna we're gonna dedicate an entire stage to the brightest and best of all industries. 
of all and make them give TED talks. Yes. I still don't know what all them TED talks are about. But. Oh, I think they're funny. They don't. It's funny. He'll be like, "How many views do I have?" And I'll be like, "Oh, like three thousand." And you're like, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, I did, I'm I did sorry. all that for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's just like me. I put something out and it's 900. Corey right. puts it out and yeah. I don't know. I've been. Make sure you ted, tag Ted Sheeran in that. <laughs> <laughs> My algos have not been uh, very good lately, but I haven't been up on it. So I don't know where I'll post that. I, I like to take pictures for, for later. I'll put it up to the Dropbox. So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <clears throat> What were we just talking about? I was going to say something. What did we not? What we not cover? Oh. What we not ask you about? Oh, it was about a year ago. Um, we went to uh, YFNR Young Farmer and Rancher Conference in. It was in Louisville. Louisville. Yes. Louisville. 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 We, you pronounced it wrong. Louisville. 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 You got to smash it all together and stutter when you say uh-huh. it. Uh um, <laughs> We alluded to this earlier that it was the worst flight of my life. Um, but we were there, and I was, like, sick up in the hotel room, and Ted went down to, like, the meet-and-greet thing that first night, and he was, like, instantly recognized by a gal from Tennessee. She was the only 10 I seen. How dare she? She was the only 10 I seen. <laughs> well, I was the 10. Uh-huh. You're, like, a 15 or 20. Oh. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> Uh huh. But yes, she did. She just looked at it with like that glisten in her eyes, like yeah, well done. Yeah, nice yeah. You got that tingly feeling in her nutty area. That's that's what they say. <laughs> Take a drink. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he's recognized way more than I am. I I was recognized one time in Tyson's in Dubuque, and that was it. I think pretty much. Once. Once. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. You just must not pay attention. This one time. This one time at band camp. Yeah. Drink. Drain. <laughs> no, that that yeah, that's one of those instances that sometimes you don't know why or where from, and we struggle with how to act. At least I struggle with with how to act because a lot of people get to know us because we're on the mic two times yeah. a week, and we share little bits and pieces of our lives, and people stitch those together, and they sure. know who we are. And unless we read their comment, you know, today was. Levi's metal cutting. I don't know who Levi is, but Levi's going to know who we are. Right. So you start off the conversation and it took a long time for me to be comfortable saying, tell me who you are, mm-hmm. you know, to be okay with not having to know who they are, to feel bad that I don't know who they are. That's not the point. They want you to get to know them and go, go a little bit further into it where, you know, Corey gets recognized way more than both Dave and I do at trade shows. I mean, but then again, he's also been way more active personally on social media. Sure. You've been a part of Ag Twitter for much longer than both Dave and I have. And, I mean, yeah. you have the combine. If like, you go to a banker's conference, Bush though. Bushlight combine, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When the guy with the Bushlight combine started following me back on TikTok, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> that's a big deal. And when Chuck Weldon started following me back, hey, I'm like, oh, out, I made it. I made it. Since, since you have a John Deere combine wrapped in Bushlight, do you have the context to get our chopper wrapped in Bushlight? I could ask him. You know, we yeah. we we could get that to happen. We could get I know somebody that has a John Deere <coughs> chopper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Self propelled. Yeah. We can make it work. What is it? Is are you? Are you? It's not new, but is it an? Oh, so it's not. It's not a ninety eight hundred i. It's a seventy nine fifty. Or what do you got? 
Well, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just sneeze and throw up in your mouth. I was worried there for a second. <laughs> the look on your face. It didn't Mercy. come out both ends, did it? <laughs> yeah. Better check his pants. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of that, yes. we were listening on the way here to... To the Ag with Emma episode, Oh, right? oh yeah. And you shared your story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. along the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I died. I laughed that's, so uh, hard. There's nothing worse than human poop. That was a serious... Uh, <laughs> right? I said, that's so much worse than cow shit. <laughs> it is. We, so much worse. COVID year, we rented a pull-behind camper and took the girls and we went and did the whole let's go on a vacation and not have to be around people but then the campground was full so we were of still course. around people but there was something different to having human <laughs> on my hands after trying to dump the tank you're supposed to wear gloves well i know but i was renting a camper you know, hey this, gloves were hard to come was by was it the clear COVID? pipe yeah during yes. the pandemic we couldn't get late <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just something different about it being human crap and i had wiped my girls butts changed diapers you know that was, but that moment, it was as close to hurling as I'd been around poop ever. But same thing, I could eat cow sh- or eat cow manure. Sh- right, my hands are dirty and I eat a sandwich. Yeah, like, I think it's no just, it goes in your mouth. They step or they splash or whatever. Yeah. Just, and it doesn't phase me. But that was that was one of those moments where it's like it, it happens, right? Just like Forrest Gump said, <laughs> manure it does happen. Uh, it does. <laughs> it, it does. That was an unfortunate day for my buddy. Oh my god! I, we laughed so hard. I was like, For him, it was. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I would have. Can you just? I mean, I got that call, and I was like seven miles away, and I laughed the whole time <laughs> by myself. You know, just my stomach hurt the next day. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I queued up the music, and unfortunately, this means it's the end of the after show. It went so fast. We, it did. Well, that's depressing. Isn't that the fun part? I mean, you guys don't have to go home. Yeah, you you're welcome to we'll stick around for the next one. Yeah. But no, this was this was a ton of fun. Thank you for driving down. Hopefully, it was worth your trip. Absolutely. Listeners, so. hopefully, it was us. worth you sticking around. Right? Yeah. Corey already told you to drink a bush light, so we really don't have any other items of business, except to probably thank our sponsors. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're proud to be supported by Shea Folk, AgView Solutions, and the Profit Manager tool that they have. Also for John Deere and Legacy Farmer for sticking by our sides, valuing this content that you guys get to listen to, whether it has any value or not. Um, we thank them a ton. Yep. I'd say you two lovebirds go out on a nice date. It's well-deserved. Yeah. What do you recommend? We will have to give you a couple of, a couple of suggestions <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, please do. All right. Listeners, thanks again for hanging out. 